Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Welcome, America, to a an emergency uh, update episode of Worst Year Ever. Uh, and this is this is an episode we didn't expect to record, but we have to due to some absolutely critical events that that you need to be informed about. Something that has changed the landscape of America yet again. I'm of course talking about the fact that that Joe Biden appears to have soiled himself in an interview. Um, oh, what a setup and punchline! <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, out of the park. You got him. Mm-hmm. Had me in the first half. Had me in the second. We did half call that also. at the very start of this whole project in the first half mm-hmm. of the year too. So I'm I'm proud of that 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 prediction. Um, and We're I'd rather talk about here. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather talk about Mr. Biden's fart than the story that we are going to talk about because it involves horrific police brutality. Um, so I thought that was a gentle introduction. No, we're. <laughs> yeah. And we also we don't want to be irresponsible, too. We don't want to say Mr. Right. Mr. Biden's fart, fart is like, we have so no idea. funny to me. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to share fake news. <laughs> it's like some excellent phrasing. <laughs> It does, yeah. It's like really like inspirational. Uh, if it didn't yeah, have to absolutely nothing there. to do with what we're about to talk about, I would definitely push for that to be the title. Anyway, Robert, continue. Yes. <laughs> Back to Mr. Yeah. Biden's so fart. this this the actual thing that we're talking about is a very sad story. Um, it's the tale of of George Floyd, who was um accosted by four police officers in Minneapolis on Monday. Uh and was arrested uh, on on suspicion of like passing forged bills um footage of him 
actually being arrested. Uh, there, there's footage both like of people filming the police and of like uh, footage from a security camera. Uh, it does not show him resisting in any way. Um, not that that would justify what came next. Uh, one officer put his knee uh, on Mr. Floyd's neck while he was on the ground and held it there for more than five minutes until he suffocated to death. And, you know, throughout that process, multiple other officers until eventually four officers were all on Mr. Floyd, helping to hold him down while he was essentially strangled. Um, so that that is the inciting incident for what has become... You know, we're now in what is our, our second day of protests in the city of Minneapolis. Yeah, after this video went viral, people started taking to the streets uh, in large numbers. The mayor announced that uh, all four officers had been fired, um, but they were not arrested. And so a number of things were set in motion at this point. For one thing, just people started taking to the streets uh, like they do to to protest uh, largely peacefully. Um, some other things that happened were a mix of people online found access to uh, the the address of the officer primarily responsible for the death uh, of Mr. Floyd, um, and they started sharing that. And it was weird because I was following this as it was all breaking. It was a mix of you know activists who were enraged at this guy being like, "This is where he lives," um, but there was also like right wing people, boogaloo types. Um, and this is like a major dimension of this protest because there's there's been this movement growing in the United States, kind of started on 4chan and then kind of got free into Reddit and Facebook. And it's it's the boogaloo. This is something that you've talked extensively about on your yeah, various I've podcasts. Been, yeah, I've been following these this the evolution of this for a while. Cause it's not I, and there's a bunch of misconceptions I kept seeing crop up. There was a, a lot of people and particularly like some black activists who who thought the boogaloo was kind of a synonym for race war. And I don't think that's accurate. There's certainly a sizable minority of the group who see it as that. Um, but there's also like a lot of guys, a lot of the people on because I'm I, I was following this community both in in Minnesota and across the country as they reacted to the growing protests to the video of Mr. Floyd's murder. And, you know, there's a chunk of them that I think are kind of callously trying to steer this towards violence for their own political ends, which are probably racist. But there was a large chunk who are, were as outraged as the rest of us for the same reasons that we're all outraged about this, right? Um, it's because it's outrageous. And there's nothing about being, like, weirdly obsessed with guns and fighting the cops that also means that you're not honestly infuriated when you see a video like this. Everybody should be angry watching this video. But so this started to develop over the course of the 26th, the night of the 26th. People started going out of the street and getting into confrontations with police officers. And largely what I was seeing at the beginning and, and what like I was not there on the ground. I was watching a lot of different live streams. Um, and I think it would be fair to say that the vast majority of the serious violence deployed was by police. Uh, a lot of rubber bullets hitting a lot of people in the face. A lot of tear, huge amount, almost unbelievable amounts of tear gas being deployed, um, uh, as well as flashbang grenades, uh, nightsticks. There's numerous videos of police while arresting people, having multiple people punching them in the face and head. Um, and there was there was uh, I I would say retaliatory violence from protesters, people throwing rocks, um, people shooting fireworks. And one of the dimensions of this that's really confusing is that. A lot of this retaliation was, I think, pretty understandable. It was people seeing violence used against them, having just watched this video of a murder, and being directly confronted with these police who were being so violent, being like, well, fuck it, I'm going to throw a rock at them, or I'm going to break in the window of one of these cars. Um, but there is also this chunk of 
these kind of like far right agitators, these boogaloo kids who showed up at the protests, at least 16 of them, possibly more. So there was one group of at least 16 from the um, uh, uh, from the Big Igloo Boys Facebook group, which is a Facebook group for these folks, about 30,000 people uh, that spend kind of all their time talking about their desire to spark a new civil war. So these guys showed up and they brought one of their boogaloo flags which has like an igloo on it and stuff and it's it's a, a lot of the imagery is very silly but the kid holding the flag got shot by a rubber bullet now at around the same time another individual who was posting on these boards showed up open carrying a handgun at one of these protests and he later claimed that uh, a mix of antifa and black lives matter had robbed him of his gun i found video which uh daniel uh, we'll put in here after I finished explaining. I found vi- uh, video of an activist who was live streaming at the time talking about confronting this man. And the way he describes it is that he and some other activists saw this guy with a gun, re- de- decided he was almost certainly a white nationalist agitator there to stir up violence and took his weapon away from him and sent him packing. And we, we can insert that that audio here, Daniel. So yeah, like that's uh, kind of a a little a a hint of how like complicated and uh, intense things are in Minneapolis right now. So you've got these you've got these protesters who are rightfully furious about what's happened. You've got these police who have been responding very violently and who also now at this point uh, are cracked out, haven't been sleeping, and are like furious uh, and getting more mm-hmm. aggressive. And you have these right-wing agitators, some of whom are there out of honest solidarity, some of whom are there because they think this is their best possible chance to start a civil war. And there's a Left Coast Right Watch, uh, who is a, a Twitter account, a journalist that I uh, that I follow, has been inside some of these Boogaloo Telegram groups where people are talking about, you know, w- the need to uh, get the police to start shooting with live rounds into the crowd so that they the Boogaloo boys can fire back with live rounds. So there's this 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 whole mix of things that's happening in Minneapolis right now, all of which is extremely tense and extremely dangerous. Uh, it's so cool. absolutely yeah. terrifying. It's, uh, this it's is like just... a real recipe for disaster. It's just you get that much tension in one place and, you know some little thing can set off a whole series of unfortunate events. And I mean, you look at like Kent state, (laughs) I mean, that's not even one little thing. Those were police terrified and ready to go and, and abusing people, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just terrifying. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, things popped off at a lot of Ferguson protests because of like a water bottles being yeah. thrown and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and like, there's a, it's interesting just the, um, that everybody knows why yeah. these, uh, protests are where to do this. Like the, the guys who were trying to start this violence, uh, they can't do it at the haircut protests. They can't do it at the ones that are like all these right wing militias yeah. with their gear and their flags uh, doing their Nazi protests because they know that the police aren't going to do anything. But when the police are uh, policing events like this with certain kinds of protesters, they know that if they cause enough of a problem that their police response will be something that they can't elicit at, an, at another maybe more... Um, I guess optically friendly, um, yeah, type of protest. And that, that seems to be very clearly understood by a lot of these folks. So the, the people who were outside of Minneapolis and kind of the Boogaloo community started immediately churning up memes, where like one of them was a screen grab from the video of Mr. Floyd being murdered. Um, that shows like the police officer with a knee on Mr. Floyd's neck that says um something along the lines of um you can't stop this unless you have a gun. Um, and then there was another one that was Jesus. a picture of Mr. Floyd's face um, in this kind of, the specific kind of way that they, it's like a Patriot wave is sort of like the description for like the way that they edit these images in like a, a certain stylized way. And they do this for a guy named Duncan Limp. Duncan Duncan Limp was a, a militia man, um, a, kind of a Boogaloo guy, Boogaloo activist who was, uh, I believe, 21 years old, and he was shot in, to death in a no-knock raid by the police. The police alleged that he had firearms he was legally prohibited from possessing because of a juvenile charge. There's debate as to whether or not that was legitimate. Um, Duncan Limp's family claims that he was shot. The police say that he accosted them with a gun as they were entering his home uh, and that he had booby-trapped his home. His family says that this is untrue, and he was shot to death in his bed next to his girlfriend, who was also wounded in the raid. I don't know what happened, but they have adopted him as a martyr, and so they for weeks they've been sharing images of his of his face um, with like the phrase his name is his name is Duncan Limp written on it, which is kind of you know it's like a, a Fight Club callback, but it's also their explicit sort of goal of to to turn this guy into a martyr. And mm -hmm. within hours of Mr. Floyd's death, they were doing the same thing to his face, uh, and they have you know his name is Charles Floyd um, in the same kind of edited together in the same way. And the conscious goal is like, we can get these people on our side. We can get them on our, I, to back our idea of fighting the police and the way we want to fight the police. And I want to make it clear, I'm not against, um, I'm not even against fucking throwing rocks at the police in a situation like this. Um, but I don't think that gun battles with the police in the middle of a massive crowded protest is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Not going to help anybody. Uh, especially no, not you. Do you, want, I do you mean, want to explain why by just saying that sentence again? Actually, it yeah, would help the police more. <laughs> yeah, don't start gun battles in the middle of crowded protests full of innocent people, as a rule. Um, uh, as a rule, uh, don't start gun one battles. Of, it's one now. of your rules yeah. to live by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's this, there's a bunch of shit that, like, I just don't know what the truth is yet. So one of the things that's been going around is there were three open carry protesters who appear to be both kind of into the Boogaloo stuff and more left wing, although I don't have a clear, concrete understanding of their political ideology. They're definitely super, at least one of them is definitely super into the Boog. Two of them were white, one of them was black. They were open carrying uh, long guns, rifles, at the protest. Um, they claim that they never discharged their arms. 
um, and that they were there to peacefully show support and protect uh, the crowd, which may be true. I do not know. I also found video of, and it's a terrifying video, which has been purged from the internet at this point, but the video showed it was a live stream from one of the protests. It was a large crowd of, of mostly black protesters marching down the street peacefully, and as they're marching and chanting, there are a series of, I believe, five loud gunshots. Uh, they sounded like rifle fire, although it's kind of hard to tell. And then the crowd, like, scattered. It was terrifying. People very clearly worried that somebody was opening fire with a rifle into the mm -hmm. crowd. That isn't what happened, but there were definitely shots fired, um, and it was not fireworks. And then I found another video of one of the people who was in that crowd taking cover with a group of other activists, claiming that the people who had fired it were a group of three dudes with AK-47s. I don't know if she literally knew, thought they were AKs or if that was just kind of like term for a rifle that occurred to her in the moment, um, but that they had been the ones that fired. And so that some people suspect that that was that group who was open carrying. They have explicitly were denying it on Facebook. I don't know, but that like kind of shows you the level of diff like how difficult it is to tell what is going on. There were absolutely shots fired at the protest. It doesn't seem to have been by cops, in part because like nobody got shot. Um, it like it seems like someone was just shooting, and we don't really know who it yeah. was or why they did it. But it panicked the crowd, and given the number of people who are talking online on the in this Google community about their desire to spark a gunfight, like it, it right. you have to look into it and i i don't there's know a very real possibility that that comes from them to see what happens next um right merely just making the sound happen. yeah i mean i've already said this is terrifying but it's in in many ways different ways it's terrifying it, what this means what this represents this escalation of tensions in general because we're everybody's primed right now and and it's a perfect opportunity for people to come in and exacerbate tensions right um but also there's like you're saying it's really hard to get track of what actually is happening or what's going to happen but there's so much news from a, a i was really grateful when i saw you tracking this story last night on twitter because it's so hard to shift through everything as is let alone make space for this very important thing that's developing and we need to be in our radars have on our radars and it's going to continue to develop yeah i keep uh over the seeing summer, like all these you know? photos i mean obviously yeah it, like it just looks like someone is sharing photos from ferguson and calling it something else um and like just thinking i keep thinking about yeah, that yeah. time period uh and like how even you know like these protests like there's so much going on it's and then when the you know the tear gas comes out it's so hard to follow what's going on and you need to like be really locked in and tuned in to like local reporters there and just like to get a sense of like any sense of what's actually going on. Um, and the idea of doing that yeah. now um, during, during a pandemic um, and like six years later uh, when things <laughs> have gotten worse and more polarized and everything is just, just worse. Um, and yet the same. Yeah. And it's there. First off, just as a note, if you're looking for a good source on what's happening in Minneapolis from a, a journalist on the ground and live streaming, mm -hmm. Unicorn Riot, you can find them on Twitter. They have a website. Just Google Unicorn, Unicorn Riot. You'll find them. Um, they've been doing great journalist for, journalism for a long time, a lot of on-the-street stuff. They're incredibly good at covering this exact sort of thing. 
Um, and I, I can't recommend them enough. They're Patreon supported, so consider backing them. They're they're really good people. Yeah. I met them at st- and like even like di- a lot of they're, digital they're, they're stuff. They folks do, who do really well work. too. Uh, uh, getting yeah, yeah, yeah. They put together yeah incredible resources. Um, so yeah, it, it, the the. There's this difficulty when talking about this that I've even gotten slammed by some people online for when I'll talk about like the provocateurs coming in and trying to spark violence, where they'll be like, hey, you know, fuck off with this. Uh, you're essentially like means testing the protest or like like arguing that only nonviolent protest is valid or like denying the use of a diversity of tactics or trying to push the image that like these are these protests are violent. And I, I understand the concern over that because this is something that happens. And I, I do get frustrated when particularly people of a more liberal bent get angry at protesters for engaging physically with police in situations where the police are outrageously aggressive, yeah. as if it's okay, as if the fact that, that that violence from protesters provokes more violence from police means that it's okay for the police to be escalating violence in that way, um, which I agree right. is a problem yeah, I can't with coverage have, of protests. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. That is not... yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just no, that no, no, like that um, is really important to address and talk about, and it's one of those things. Like I, I'm, I, I'm just already seeing like rehashes of every single conversation and that was had about for about Ferguson. It's like it's yeah about obviously Ferguson. like there's a reason, but like it, it's just maddening instantly that like we got to do it all over again and have those conversations again, and uh, the the kind of pain that people have to go through just like watching this unfold um yeah but it's also di- like it is what you're not yeah. talking about that situation and those people that's like that's the difference no i'm not right? I, i'm not i'm not right that's there's a difference yeah um there's from a, what uh, you're trying to say right now yeah, there's, and I want to read some of the quotes that Left Coast Right Watch uh, at LCRW News on Twitter found um, going through these Boogaloo-focused like Telegram channels with these guys talking about what they want to do at the protest. Here's one person stating, remember that these folks, and he's talking about the cops, are used to everyone fearing and cowering. They are addicted to the feeling, and addicts will do anything for another hit. But they have to be the ones to fire first. We have to be acting in self-defense, but we can taunt the hell out of them to push them to the breaking point. Here's another post. Gunfire is getting really heavy. This may be it. This may be the boog, my bros. And then an emoji of praying hands. Uh, yeah, there's there's more. Yeah, but a, a protester down to rubber and non-lethal is not the same as dropped from 9mm or 5.56. Those are types of bullets. We have to wait until it's intentionally lethal. Uh, and then someone responds, well, they intentionally killed that man that sparked this whole protest. Uh, another person saying, show up in force, just don't fire until fired upon. And then another person responding, make them shoot first. It won't be hard. They will be pissing themselves and itching to assert authority. And there's, there's a ton of that. Um, like the, 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 this hope that there will be, um, that the police will open fire on the crowd with live rounds that these, this small group showing up with weapons can defend the crowd with guns. Um, and that, that's, yeah, that's pretty clear what their intentions are here. And I, I say this will keep happening because I believe that we will see this continue to happen at different protests. And the tensions keep getting exacerbated. I mentioned Kent State because it's like far less happens to set off the police than this as tensions are mounting. Do you know what I mean? And it's, um, yeah, I'll just keep saying it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So for an example, and I, I think... The, these these boogaloo guys talking about their desire to um, 
get into a gunfight with the cops over this. It's a mix of ones who are just so angry at the state of affairs in this country for some good reasons that they think the only, they've become accelerationists. They think that just a giant gunfight with the state needs to erupt because it's the only, Mm -hmm. and people who really don't care about the lives of people in the crowd and just want an excuse to have a gunfight because they're violent. Um, Like, it's a mix of those two. But there's also trying to manipulate these these protests and push things towards violence, an element of just straight up Nazis. Um, and I, I, that's embodied really by what 4chan did last night. So there was this young man who was one of the very last, and this was at around, it had to have been around three or four in the morning Minneapolis time, uh, Derek Branch. Um, and Derek, uh, it was live streaming. He, he's, he, he's like, a, he does, makes music and stuff. And so he's been like, has like a decent sized platform for live streaming. And like at its height, I think 12,000 people were watching his live stream. And because the police had really taken efforts, uh, some people claim the police had taken efforts to knock down, to put up like signal blockers and stuff to knock out live streams. And I can tell you that a lot of live streams were taken down by Facebook Wild. during the protests. Um, I can't tell you that hasn't been looked into enough, but people are investigating it currently. Derek was one of the only people up late at night when the police were trying to push protesters away from the third uh, precinct house um, in Minneapolis, where like a lot of them had were, were around. Mm-hmm. And so at one point in his live stream, Derek, uh, uh, Derek Branch, like is asked by a, someone on the live stream, hey, man, how's your camera battery doing? And he pulls a battery, like a large black battery, out of his like pants, and he says, it's like locked and loaded, man, and he puts it back in. Now, at the same time, on 4chan's poll board, uh, these kids, as they do anytime something like this is happening, it started looking for ways to like fuck around with it, and they found Derek's live stream, and they all hopped onto the YouTube video, uh, the U- like the YouTube post for his live stream, and just not, it, it was a mix of them like making a bunch of racist jokes, but a bunch of them like also started trying talking about on 4chan and on YouTube how they could get Derek killed. And they settled on calling the police, informing them of his live stream, sending the police like clips of him saying locked and loaded and telling the police that he had a gun. And I was listening live to the police radio feed. And I heard as the police say, there is a live streamer. He says he's locked and loaded. He's flashed us with a gun. And they were clearly now listening to his live stream. Um, And as this is happening... On the 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 YouTube video, all these 4chan kids are talking like very excitedly about like, you know, he's about to find out uh, th- th- this guy's going to get killed. Like, we're going to get this guy killed. Isn't that fucking awesome? Um, and Derek is also listening in to the police scanner at this time. So he hears his name on the police scanner and he realizes the cops think he has a gun and he fucking books it, um, gets in his car and drives away. And there was a fucking terrifying uh i don't know like 20 minutes or so of just watching this kid in his car like almost on the edge of tears thinking he's going to get murdered by the police knowing that the police have his address and are reading it out over because he's hearing the police as is everyone listening um and thankfully because this was all being publicized it wasn't just the nazis trying to kill this guy who were aware of his dream a bunch of people started calling the cops and saying you've got it wrong like this guy is, is is unarmed like, here's what's happening yeah. on the video. And, and the police backed off, and he was not, he's fine. Der- Derek is all right. But what a terrifying turn of events. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, and these kids were like fucking Nazis. They're talking about Nazi stuff. Like, one of them, one of the quotes that I pulled out of it, there's just one guy saying, fascism is the future. So they're not very subtle about it. 
But also, like, they're constantly talking about, because, like, after Derek, it became clear he wasn't going to get murdered. They switched over to another live feed to watch uh, Unicorn Riot. Um, and this was, like, in front of the liquor store when the cops were uh, trying to push people out of the liquor store that had been. A liquor store got occupied at one point. Um, and, yeah, they're just constantly making comments about joggers and about, like, wanting to see police take out joggers, which, after Ahmed Arbery's murder, jogger is white nationalist slang for the N-word now. Yeah, so um, it's not a great time to be an American. It's good. Is that, <laughs> you were gonna say? Were you gonna say good or what? Yeah. So, are there other protests, uh, things on your radar that they might also try to infiltrate in some way? Uh, anything that gets any kind of actual cultural inertia behind it. I do think you made a really good point, Cody, in that the violence we're likely to see from these folks or attempts at actually provoking the police into violence is way more likely to happen at sort of a more kind of traditionally left-wing demonstration like this was. Um, Although, like, obviously, like, being angry at uh, police murdering someone isn't left-wing or right-wing, but the the kind of folks behind this are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, like, the next time... Cops murder a black man somewhere in America tomorrow, probably, uh, and protests mm-hmm. erupt. You can expect to see these. You can expect to see them continue to show up. And thankfully, like this time, at least so far, may have changed by the time this fucking episodes drops. But so far, there hasn't been like a gunfight sparked by these boogaloo kids showing up and getting in the middle of things. But that could change at any moment. It could change at any one of these protests. Because most of these guys, when you get right down to it, when like the meat he- hits the metal, most of these Boogaloo kids aren't going to actually want to get into a gunfight. I've been in gunfights. They suck. Um, like, they're they're terrifying, and it's very hard to react yeah, that's my, well that's what my if you're not trained be. for them. Um, they're, they're disorienting and confusing, and even if you have a weapon, if you aren't trained to use it, the odds of you using it effectively are low, especially in a situation where, like, at least mm-hmm. in my case, they happen in war zones. I can't imagine the chaos of being surrounded by tear gas clouds and protesters and people shooting laser pointers and lights and flashbangs, and then a gunfight starts. Like it's not it's a, the best environment for uh, accuracy. Yeah, right. But like, what yeah. if I've seen movies though? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't. Have you, think, have you thought of that? Yeah. I I don't think most of these people are actually likely. Even the ones who show up, most of them are not likely to actually start something, regardless of what they say. But all it takes is one. And then you've mm-hmm. got a lot of metal flying through the air and probably a lot of dead and wounded people. And then more protests and those protests will start at a more amped up level and will involve more armed people. And like it's it's a cascade effect, as we're seeing happen in Minneapolis right now. Um, think it, It's cascading. Um, it, and it, it probably could have been stopped in Minneapolis's case if the police had immediately arrested and charged these men with murder. I don't know. It might have done something um, as opposed to just firing them. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but in, in the city of Minneapolis, half of the times when officers are dismissed are fired for reasons like this, for like police brutality, they are rehired because their union sues the department. What? Um, so people were, yeah, yeah, that that's very regular. It's actually more like oh. 100%, 100% oh, yeah. in a number of cities. Almost yeah. immediately. Yeah, I very quickly. I did not know that fact. This is so fucked up. Yep. It's depressing. This is depressing. Mm-hmm. 
We have something positive to say for our listeners. (laughs) You know, um, the ways to help get involved, support, pay attention, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're in Minneapolis, uh, take to the streets and try to support uh, people protesting in whatever way you can to ensure that justice is done. Because whatever the, like, this is a dangerous situation. It's not safe to take to the streets in these situations. But I do think that of all of the bad outcomes, the worst one is not making the city pay when it murders citizens, when its agents murder citizens. I don't think the option is don't protest. I don't think that's the answer here. Um, but if you do get out into a protest or if you wind up at one later this year, because there will be more, um, keep a fucking eye out for these Boogaloo kids. Keep a fucking eye out for people who are looking to, um, who, who aren't there to actually support um, the protests in a meaningful way and who are there because they want to be the star of their own little action movie. Um, yeah, that would be my advice. Uh, and, you know, learn how to deal with uh, gunshot wounds. Buy a combat application turn- tourniquet, pick up some Selox gauze. Not a useless skill to have in a country with 400 million guns. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> some positivity. The president just tweeted that at his request, the FBI and the Department of Justice are already well into an investigation as to the very sad and tragic death in Minnesota of George Floyd. Yeah. I, oh, good. I believe I, I'm glad it, that. He's asked for this investigation to be expedited. God, what a dumb piece of shit. Yeah, I'm glad that they were already doing the things. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Ma- I'm making sure they do it really well. Yeah, it had been announced God. the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. That they- Unbelievable. Yeah, but that is, it's interesting the way that he has talked about that because he's, I know he's scared uh, of this because this is a, mm-hmm. this is a largely, although not entirely conservative, heavily armed anti-state movement that is, getting into the streets and aggressive during his administration, which is actually kind of one of the things that might be, of all of the bad things about having Trump in office, part of me is like, maybe it's not the worst thing that he's the president as this is hitting. Because this way, it's not, we're not seeing a a right-wing insurgency form against a, a, a liberal Democrat. We're seeing it form very, uh, very explicitly against the police. Um, who, again, even if you think that these Boogaloo kids are hard, widely misguided and compromised by Nazis, which they definitely are, um, like, fuck the police. Uh, so I, I guess that's what I'm saying, is I, I can, he definitely, he seems to be scared as fuck of this because he has no control over it and because it is going to harm his chances of re-election and because every, like, yeah, there, there's no way to spin this to a Democrat thing. Because it's the fucking police, and he has made it a huge part of his campaign right. to be filmed with police, mm-hmm. to to talk about the support he has from the police. Like, there's no co-opting the Boogaloo movement for the president because these guys fucking hate him. Um, in part because he's passed more gun control than Barack Obama did, which is another aspect of this. Right. So this is <laughs> interesting times. <laughs> At least everything makes sense. Oh, yes, perfect sense. Yeah. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting, crystal clear, straightforward times. Yeah. Um, Elon Musk avoided blowing up a rocket today. Good on so him. That's, That's good. Nice. That's good. I'm glad it'll be another day. The weather. The weather was yeah. like not today, buddy. So he's gonna kill. Go spend time with your child. 
He's going to kill two men on another day. That's good. New York City rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not today. We couldn't we couldn't have handled it today. They were like, "No, just like give it a few. Yeah. Do it this do it this weekend." New York City rats are becoming carnivorous monsters. <laughs> Hungry. You know what? Starving you know what? in the in the subway system. Why don't we give the rats a shot? Like running Let the Let them have it. Yeah. yeah, why not? They've give earned it. A try. It. Yeah. They seem like they know some shit. I bow down to our new overlords. Yeah. I don't think uh, that those little mitts can hold guns, so at least there's that. Yeah, yeah. So our our closing advice is take to the streets and vote rat in 2020. <laughs> Guys, they're just going to make yeah. tiny guns. They're just gonna okay. make, you're right, tiny guns. Didn't we do a PSA at Cracked for tiny guns? Yeah, it's important. That's important a good takeaway. Go tiny check guns. out our tiny gun PSA on Cracked from years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then that stroke song, New York City Rats. You could check us out online at Worst Year Pod. <laughs> I guess. Twitter and Instagram. Twinstagram. Twitstagram. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. This is it. Uh, although I do yeah, want to know our names. I, one uh, last <laughs> one last bit of an update from 16 minutes ago. Uh, oh, God. Protests are still continuing around the police precinct. They've walled off the precinct. Protesters appear to have retaken the liquor store uh, and now have the high ground over the police. Um, so that's Our de- know, things am- are developing. Am- amusing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. High ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. take the oh, liquor I, store, guys. I, I, but what it doesn't sound like, it doesn't. I love how, my God. I mean, it's they're already using the language. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. It certainly does not sound like it's de escalating. No. Like, God. <laughs> They've taken the. All right. I'm sure we'll have more to say about this later. I'm sure we will. All right. Um, stay powerful, people. Stay powerful. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.